following up from yesterday, did you find your lost socks? Do you have an interest in tying up loose ends? For that's mostly what this May 10th, 2022 edition of Charlottesville Community Engagement shall be, with bits and bobs from previous weeks knitted together in this 377th edition of this newsletter and or podcast. I'm your host, Sean and or Tubbs. On today's program, transit officials from Burlington, Vermont, chat with Charlottesville area transit officials about efforts to carry more public school students on public transportation. The latest campaign finance reports are in for the race for the Republican nomination in the 5th Congressional District, or at least one of them is. Stonefield will be the next place in the area that people can relax in public with an alcoholic beverage and listen to music. And both Albemarle and Charlottesville are still recruiting lifeguards to open up the swim season this summer. In today's first Patreon-fueled shout-out, it's springtime, and one Patreon subscriber wants you to know that the Plant Northern Piedmont Natives campaign is a grassroots initiative of motivated citizens, volunteers, partner organizations, and local governments who want to promote the use of native plants. This spring, the group is working with retailers across the region to encourage purchase of plants that belong here and are part of an ecosystem that depends on pollination. There are plenty of resources on the Plant Northern Piedmont Natives Facebook page, so sign up to be notified of lectures, plant sales, and more. There are 10 days remaining in the race for the Republican nomination for the 5th Congressional District in the U.S. House of Representatives. Incumbent Bob Good faces a challenge from attorney Dan Moy of Charlottesville. The convention is on May 21st in Hampton, Sydney. Yesterday was the deadline for candidates to file a report for campaign activity between April 1st and May 1st, a report that only applies to candidates who are seeking a party nomination through a convention. Good raised $71,058 in the period and spent $74,225. That leaves a balance of $370,131.54. Moy had not filed a report as of this morning, and his campaign did not yet respond to a question that I sent out early this morning. The winner will face Democrat Joshua Throneberg in the November election. A live music program at one of Albemarle County's mixed-use communities got a boost earlier this month when the Albemarle Board of Supervisors agreed to a letter of support for an Alcoholic Beverage Control Authority license known as a DORA. Roger Johnson is Albemarle County's Economic Development Director. A DORA is a designated geographic area licensed by the ABC annually that allows the consumption of alcoholic beverages, wine, beer, mixed beverages, Um, mixed beverages in a public space, in a private space, which would include things like streets and lawns, and within any business without an ABC license, so long as the business agrees. These designated outdoor refreshment area licenses have been used in Scottsville, and last month, one was used in Charlottesville for the TomTom Festival. I will mention to you that I spoke with uh, the Director of Economic Development from Charlottesville, and there were no complications with this particular event. Johnson said beverages purchased at individual restaurants at Stonefield could not be transferred between those businesses. In this case, a nonprofit organization will be the entity that technically applies for the license. 
And what we're asking you to do is to provide a letter of support that verifies that Stonefield consulted with a lo- local municipality, and they will submit that with their ABC application. An ordinance would be required if an entity wanted to hold more than 16 events a year, or for more than three days in a row. Until then, all that's required is a map of the DORA, a public safety plan, and designated cups. Also required at the events are specific containers that are no larger than 16 ounces with the name or the logo of the retail establishment from which it was purchased. In the case of Stonefield, the Center for Nonprofit Excellence will be the nonprofit partner, and they will produce the Music on the Lawn events. But Johnson said the whole point is to drive business. Stonefield informed us that these on-site traffic increased by 25% when they held music on the lawn. The point being, we will be helping the existing business with additional foot traffic. Supervisor Diantha McKeel asked that there be outreach to the people who live in the apartments and condominiums at Stonefield. She was also concerned with the potential waste from the plastic cups. Is there a way to brainstorm or think about how, what other options we could provide that are not just, I mean, we've switched to paper here. Now, I don't think these cups are going to want work. I'm not saying that, but I am saying it's something to think about. Johnson said that could be made as a condition of the letter of support. A vote to authorize that letter passed unanimously. The first event will be held on May 27th from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. And in a preview for an upcoming story, I'll just let you know that Stonefield is on Charlottesville Area Transit Route 8. Memorial Day weekend is less than three weeks away, marking the beginning of the summer outdoor swimming season. Both Albemarle and Charlottesville are preparing to open lakes and pools, and they need more lifeguards to ensure services can be offered to the public. The Charlottesville Parks and Recreation Department will hold a job fair at Carver Recreation Center on Wednesday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. that will cover more than just lifeguards. Here's a section that's from the website announcing the fair. A sample of positions that are currently open include camp counselors and directors, lifeguards, aquatic fitness and program instructors, instructor American Red Cross, athletic officials, landscapers, custodial maintenance, aquatic maintenance, adaptive camp staff, customer service attendants, and more. In mid-April, the Parks and Recreation Advisory Board was told by staff that new lifeguards in Charlottesville are getting signing bonuses, and all of them are eligible for end-of-season bonuses. Albemarle County is also seeking lifeguards, and they needed 19 new employees as of last Wednesday in order to open on a full schedule. Until then, there is a contingency plan. Trevor Henry is Albemarle's assistant county executive, and here's what he told the Albemarle Board of Supervisors on May 4th. We're going to be moving forward with uh, plans to open two of the three swim parks, uh, Mint Springs and Chris Green Lake. Um, we're having issues getting enough to staff and are willing to travel to Walnut Creek. And so in order to get um, to, to safely open the parks, uh, our plan will be to, to start with those two. In the hopes of opening up Walnut Creek, Albemarle County is also recruiting for lifeguards and will pay $15 an hour, plus reimbursement for any certification costs in order to become a lifeguard. You can apply online and there's a link in the newsletter.
You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and it's time for our second Patreon-fueled shout-out. We are now well into spring, and many of us have already turned on our air conditioning units for the first time in months. To see what you can do to get the most out of your home, contact LEAP, your local energy nonprofit, to schedule a home energy assessment this month, just $45 for city and county residents. LEAP also offers free home weatherization to income and age-qualifying residents. If someone in your household is age 60 or older, or if you have an annual household income of less than $74,950, you may qualify for a free energy assessment and home energy improvements, such as insulation and air sealing. Sign up today to lower your energy bills, increase comfort, and reduce energy waste at home. Now it's time for that transit segment. In the nearly five years that the Jefferson Area Regional Transit Partnership has been in existence, there have been many conversations about how various systems in the region might be made more efficient. One idea that has been discussed is the combination of transportation for school pupils with regular transit. For Burlington, um, the school district has a couple of school buses, a handful of school buses for special needs kids. Right. But the majority of the school population rides Green Mountain Transit buses to school. That's Peggy O'Neill Vivanco, the Vermont Clean Cities Coordinator. She was one of the guests at the April 28, 2022 meeting of the Regional Transit Partnership, where they learned about efforts in Burlington, Vermont, to do just that. Those efforts stemmed from a commonly asked question in the Green Mountain State. Jennifer Wallace Broder is with the Vermont Energy Investment Corporation. Why do we have two public transit systems, Um, one for students, one for the public that's really inefficient? Wouldn't it be great if we could get the public on school buses? So um, because school buses go everywhere and they reach places that are hard to reach by transit. Wallace Broder said a group came together to study the issue with funding from the Vermont Agency of Transportation, as well as the Energy Action Network. We started out by um, looking at where um, the our public transit system is currently providing um, services that students can access. There have been done some research done um, for one of our regional planning commissions on the the topic where they really dug into some of the legal issues, some of the other challenges um, that could come with this. Wallace Broder said the best path forward was to adjust public transit to provide more service to middle school and high school students. Anybody can ride the bus. (laughs) There's really no barrier to that. Anyone can ride the bus, uh, including, you know, little kids, Older adults, anybody, the general public, uh, can get on the bus. Uh, Not so for school buses. Some of that work extended to the exurbs of Burlington, which is Vermont's largest city. Wallace Broder said the group worked with school systems that were open to the idea. One goal is to build lifelong transit riders and to fill service gaps. One of the things we hear a lot about is that students can't access um, some after-school activities if there isn't a late bus um, or something that can get kids home after extracurriculars. So students don't have personal transportation. They miss out on really important opportunities, which then becomes an equity issue. How does it work? 
Jamie Smith is the Director of Marketing and Planning for Green Mountain Transit. Um, We operate during the school year uh, 10 additional routes. So, you know, the FTA doesn't really allow um, traditional school transportation to be operated by a public transit agency, but they do allow for us to increase our capacity uh, during the academic school year. Wallace Broder said there has been an attempt to reroute some rural transit routes in eastern Vermont to serve a pair of high school, but that ran into some obstacles due to COVID. Mike Reeder is with Tri-Valley Transit, which serves Addison, Orange, and northern Windsor counties with commuter routes. He pointed out that many school children are transit-dependent until they have a driver's license and a car. We were looking at an addition to one of these routes that, uh, that would be able to, to transfer students basically from one high school to another to take more advantage of those after-school opportunities. Um, Worked great, great partnership, really great information shared and, and uh, you know, culminating in our ability to provide that service. Uh, you know, I think it was one of those instances where COVID came to bite us once again. Readerer said he hopes that partnership can be resumed by the next school year. Speaking of schools, the Burlington area is home to several institutions of higher education, such as the University of Vermont. Smith explains that an entity called the Chittenden Area Transport Management Association runs a transportation demand management program that seeks to get more people on buses, including university and college students. And we have an agreement with them, an unlimited access agreement, where students are able to use their IDs to ride for free in our system. The University of Vermont also has its own system of shuttle buses that run the inner loop of their campus in Burlington, which has a student population of about 13,300. Champlain College also has a bus that runs throughout their campus. I'll have more from the April 28, 2022 meeting of the Jefferson Area Regional Transit Partnership in a future edition of this program. If you can't wait, take a look at the meeting on YouTube now. So far, there are three views. Why not give it the Charlottesville Community Engagement bump? Let's see that thing hit 10. And that is it for this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement for another day. Um, Not so sure that that bump will be there, but uh, I am here to go through those meetings so I can bring you interesting parts so that we can all learn a little bit more about this community and how it might be made better. Uh, And that is the goal of every installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement and, of course, the overall work of Town Crier Productions, which is the company that you can support by subscribing with a Substack contribution subscription. Uh, The company Ting will match your initial amount, which is another great way to support this particular version of community journalism. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. You can also go look at the archive on infoseville.com. That's where you can learn more about this and look at almost two years worth of archives from this newsletter. Uh, There's a lot been going on. And of course, I hope to be here for two, 10, 20 years into the future continuing to keep an eye on things because that's what I want to do and hopefully it's what I can continue to do with your support and the best way to support though if you cannot contribute financially is to send this on to somebody else you think might be interested I'm Sean Tubbs the host of the program in the meantime stay away from the pollen and goodbye goodbye